0: What on earth is that? It's a Journey into Comics Network
1: production!
0: What's up, We'll Welcome back to another episode of Rank em All, that show where we take a band or discography, band discographies, and we go down each album, each song. We rank them, we dank them, we do all that kind of stuff. Here on the show, this week, we are covering Van Halen. Still, we're on Fair Warning. So, fair warning, this is going to be a very interesting episode. Uh, it's been a little while God since we... damn it, Brando, we... <laughs> right out the gate. Hey, man, hitting it, hitting it early, hitting it early. Uh, it has been a while since we have been together, but for you guys, it's just next week. So, uh, we're really excited to get back to the grind here, to uh, grind. Wait, Grimes? No, Joe Grimes is here. Joe, what's up, man?
2: Wow. <laughs> <a> nice segue. <laughs> hey. 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 John. That was, that was good. I was impressive, actually. I, I applaud you, sir. That that worked. Uh, you know, um,
0: nice you. I don't podcast sometimes as much as I used to, but <laughs> I think I still really? got it. I think I still got it, it guys. It uh, you so, it. you know – what is really interesting going down the Van Halen discography is that, Nate, this is a complete juxtaposition. And we've said it here on the show before as to what we did with Metallica. With Metallica, we were diehard fans. We had to learn to kind of maybe dial that back and be a little bit more uh, constructive with our critical, own, Yeah, and critical to the songs Great that we're going to be listening to and ranking to and pull back our fandom. Because there's literally only a few songs that I can even possibly think of. That I would skip for Metallica if they came on random, maybe for mood purposes I would skip it, but for actually dislike it, that's not that's very few, even if I don't rank them the highest. but for Van Halen, we're diving into albums that we have stuff we've never heard of before, and mm-hmm. we talked about that even on the very first album, and uh, this has made this journey a little bit more interesting because now we are in the all three of us are kind of in that same boat of we have heard a lot of songs but there's a lot we have not heard yeah so this is fair
1: warning this is the we're on album number four album yeah and i i want to i was trying to gather my thought here real quick about what you were just saying and i think i have a good way to say this so like um the juxtaposition of you saying that like with Metallica you skip very rarely. I'm learning with this ranking of this band of Van Halen, who I already like a lot of their songs. Like I'm not a diehard fan by any stretch of the imagination. I don't want to get people twisted. I'm finding myself not skipping songs that maybe before I would have skipped. Even Mm -hmm. songs that are on the best of albums I was skipping are within the these albums and I'm just like damn they were doing some cool shit and I was just not paying attention I was just not paying attention I was just I was just I was I was showing up like dick and giving my 30% for Van Halen and now I'm giving more I really am about VH
0: yeah, so like, and that's one reason why I really wanted to do it. Because with Metallica, Nate, for, for that one, it's for me and you, it's kind of a layup. Me and you could literally walk into each and every episode completely unprepared and still having a compelling episode. Nate, you had a notebook worth of, li- of notes and lists. I literally did not ever once write anything down for the Metallica shows. Ever. Because I knew each song And I knew what I wanted to say about each song For this one, it's a little bit different Where I actually find myself Having to go back and re-listen to the album Before we come in here to record Which is something that maybe Blaine should have done A few times on the Metallica run through You know what, this is kind of oh. interesting <laughs> This is a bit long ways down the A couple months removed I agree with my kid on that one Just complete and guttural Like uh, I almost said, wow so, I was thinking of the lead singer of Judas Priest. You know I'm talking about, right? Rob Halford. Rob Halford. Rob Halford. Yeah. Do you yeah. almost said? Uh-oh. Completely. <laughs> Uh-oh. My kid just screamed because he's, he's a baby and he's screaming. And I almost said Richard Pryor. <laughs> Richard Pryor. What? 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 Little, little- <laughs> he's out there doing his Richard Pryor scream. What the? This. Wow Anyway guys No We record the these episodes
1: flamethrower <laughs> Oh my god
0: We do these uh, These episodes Well in advance And we even try to get them All done before we even Complete them That's why When you um, When we do the Metallica episodes You know And people are commenting along On the next episode We don't mention those comments Because those comments Didn't exist when we recorded them <laughs> Now we can kind of go back As we go along It kind of gives you a hint Of when we're recording them. we get some Some little hints of like Time and placement uh, yeah. but no, Nate, it's really cool because now we are in that, in that realm of being introduced to songs we hadn't heard before from bands that we do know and are aware of and have heard some songs, whether that's greatest hits or other you know miscellaneous tracks here and there. And that is what this project to me is all about. Discovering new music from bands you either know, or sometimes maybe you go in completely blind. New old music, new That's old music, old You're new music. New old,
1: yes. Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, and and that is what I really, I really enjoyed, honestly, about the Van Halen project so far that I've been a part of with you guys. And uh, fair warning, is uh, an album from Van Halen released April twenty ninth, nineteen eighty one. Of course, this is back in that in that era, just like we discussed before, where you you release an album almost every year or every other year, and you went right back on on the road.
1: And sometimes this is the last year of that trend.
0: Yes, kind of it is. Yeah, well, kind of. Uh, The next album is kind of the end of that trend for them.
1: Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. This was it was Diver after. Yeah, Yeah. my bad. Um,
0: Damn it! I'm all excited to talk about all these things. I know. So there were two singles from this uh, from this album. And, again, all tracks written and credited to the entire band, which is, of course, Eddie Van Halen, Alex Van Halen, Michael Anthony, and David Lee Roth. Still rocking that core lineup here. And you have, uh, I don't know, it's been a while since we've done an episode. So, like, um, the the producer and anything like that, I'm not sure if that's Jay- Ted Templeman. I remember seeing that name. I think they've worked with him um, prior in the past. But the album has sold over 2 million copies. So, like, it's, again, so, like, think about this, like, you know, if you just look at the songs on this on this list, when I first, when we first, I was getting to this, when we were going to rank this, I'm like, just based off the names, again, Nate, you said it. I don't think any of us are super diehard Van Halen fans, like we're diehard fans of other bands or projects. Looking at this, I didn't recognize a single song
1: i i knew the name of one song but i yep. didn't know what that song sounded like until i, I got to song. it mm-hmm. and that was unchained for me yep. uh, and i only knew that because it's on all their greatest hits and i've never listened to it and i was like i don't think it's really the, that great of a song probably because i've never listened to it and then i heard it and i was like i know this song though so what <laughs> the fuck is even happening how's that work how do i know a song i've never heard so here's
0: here's the spoiler. Um, when I reached the end of women and children first when you release when you reach the end of an album on on Spotify sometimes it just goes and plays a random song from the band you know it pull or it, or it does like a radio type thing where it it pulls like different various artists from the same genre um I got to the end of the album and it played this song it played Unchained and I'm like I know this one I looked at it and I saw the Fair Warning album. I'm like, oh crap, that's on the next album. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. And because we're going to get there. That's not the first track. The first track is Mean Street. And uh, Nate, uh, as I said with Metallica, I did not have notes. But on Van Halen, I have I have some notes. I have some notes.
1: I actually have sporadic notes over the course of the next two albums. Okay. I might even advance my notes on the album after that. We'll see if that holds true, but um I yeah, I have very very few like single line or one word phrases along with my rankings. But please, Brando, let's hear what now that I'm passing the torch of Mr. Notes off to you. What does Mr. Notes have in his notes? Well, only two phrases.
2: <laughs> That's, uh, almost the same as you.
0: Right. Um, but this, this is like I I didn't expect this. Maybe I, I, when I saw the title and 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 the, and the song started, I wasn't necessarily um, like expecting the song that started off because before you know we had Running with the Devil, and then the next album started with a completely different feel of a song, completely one eighty, right? And then we get into this, and man, this song has such a cool, laid-back rock vibe. But the first thing that came to note was the guitar tone. hmm Man. I feel like this is the album. Maybe maybe it started rearing its head before, but Eddie started dialing, dialing in what would become his signature tone. And we start getting into something that would become a staple for the overall band sound. You know, we have said before in these episodes, they're slowly making their way towards that. And I feel like here is where it's like the most prominent before we get to like something like a, of a, you know, I don't want to put like a damper on this album in any sorts of mean of manner by saying this, but like a like a blow-up album that we know a certain one is coming, you know? Uh, I feel like it starts, like, we have the first three albums, you know, getting to know you, have a couple of hits, getting out there, here's some different, yeah, experimenting with different styles, and then he dialed in on his amp, he got his guitar tone. The other thing in my notes is, um, this is where he says fair warning in the lyrics of this song. And I I didn't hear it the first time. Second time, I'm like... He said it. Just it was just like women and children first. Like it was a just it was a it it was a lot essentially
1: a throw a throwaway line. Yeah. Just in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But no, I I dig it. It was actually kind of cool. It was like I don't know. It's like this kind of feel. And 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 that mm-hmm. it's chunky, but then it would lay back, and then like I don't know. Like compared to some of the other stuff that we've heard so far, I dig it. Um, so I'm gonna toss the baton over to Joe. Do you have anything to say about Main Street?
2: I like. I really like starting the album off this way. Uh I think it's an all-around great song. Like even just from the beginning, the yeah, you know, like that opening riff. and I'm like, it had me. It it had a grip on me from the get-go. And then like you notice, like as what you're saying, like the whole flow of the song. You get what halfway through the song then when it gets quieter and they like just they say that whole mean street part kind of quiet so it's like really mellow so like <clears throat> but it doesn't like really just kind of drop off it just kind of it leaves you hanging on but it it doesn't like bore the crap out of you, you know what i mean like yeah it, it just sounds good yeah no,
0: <clears throat> it, it's not quite a breakdown yeah but it just it it lets it like so, like some of the you know like the instrument you know the instruments kind of come back
2: and they, exactly, and, and they
0: pull it back and they put a highlight on just kind of like the drums, and it, it gets a little softer,
2: just for them to build it back up again. Like it's right, like I mean, that's like a dynamic, like just perfection. Mm-hmm. You know, they bring the drums down; everything's just nice and soft, and but it, you don't lose it. I mean, it's just oh,
1: yeah, awesome letting the song, song breathe.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. Do you feel like, and, and I know we're just still, I'm, I'm we're still on the first song. Do you feel like they're starting to get a feel for just, just instead of just making Pure just like quick rock songs Which there's still more of that to come They're starting to mess around with, a little more with song dynamic And like really Have a song take you on a ride in, Instead of just like uh, Here's a song that kind of If you didn't know it was Van Halen And just assumed it was another Aerosmith song you know? you know we've said that before Like wow this is the this vibe Or this is a this vibe um, Here with especially with this song But other songs even on this album And to come I feel like they should actually start getting becoming better songwriters.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They definitely start taking risks, for sure.
0: Yes, yes, that's another. Yeah, yeah, thank you for saying that. That's you know, that's also another really good point. Um, does anybody have anything else before we move on?
1: I mean, I have some. Things. Okay, I it's haven't even some said th- my notes yet. But say, it, say it, your notes. It's, it's, it's very few <laughs> words. I thought the intro and the outro together in two different spectrums were very rad. It definitely creates a real cool build that I love. Uh, Dave's aggressive in this song, which is good. It's good. He's not so, uh, like, uh, f- flourishing. He's, he's more <laughs> on – He's yeah, he's more on the attack and less on the um, stage dancing his tail off. <laughs> I, you know, of I don't know.
2: Right, yeah.
1: Not really the best Squealing. way to say that, but. Yeah, Mean Streets. It was a good tune. I was really into it and was surprised. I was like, okay. I actually remember this is on Best of Both Worlds' uh, Greatest Hits. Mean Streets okay. is one of the tunes they pull from, and I was like, oh, I've kind of heard parts of you before, and then I skip because I'm a stupid asshole who didn't listen to this song, but now I will not be <laughs> skipping this song anymore.
0: Oh, man, it's a pretty cool tune. I gave this song a 7.5. I think it's pretty solid, really good
1: awesome i'm gonna just not be too far off the bat there with you and i gave it a seven man cool what about you joe i, I gave it an eight mate hell
0: yeah all right so the next track is dirty movies let's <laughs> talk about porno yeah pretty much pretty man pretty <laughs> so this is another kind of slow jam but it's got a really cool riff mm-hmm. uh you know kind of throughout and again it's like Here's where Dave gets to be a little bit more like uh, showboaty or, or vaudeville, like we've said before in the past. And <laughs> there's something I wrote down. It, it, it actually made me crack up and laugh. It's lights,
1: camera, action. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine him in the vocal booth having to do that? Oh, oh yeah. all right, Dave, are you ready? Lights. Camera action! Oh man! Now
0: see with Dave though, he's such a goof that I could just see him like cracking up every time he had to do it. Like, <laughs> like in fact, it was probably his idea. Like, hey, check this out! This is an awesome part of this song. And Eddie's like, "Do you, man? <laughs> do you? And I'm doing my part." Uh, but that's pretty much all I got for the song. It, it's it, it's actually I I, I kind of liked it. It's got its own different feel than the first song. um but yeah, like it that's it, kind of what I took away from it. Uh We'll go to Nate next. What do you think, man?
1: One word describes dirty movies other than porno: groovy. It was groovy, yeah. It was so groovy. This is just Van Halen having a groove, man. Mm-hmm. This, this, you know, and I said this. I said this in the Metallica episode, and I will not be afraid to share this sentiment here. This is, I feel like this is the moment where they all like finally decided, like, hey, man, you want to try some pot? like they all smoked a joint together (laughs) and like slowed down just for a fucking second you know Mm -hmm. they didn't slow down the whole time they didn't slow down for the whole album even but they just took a breath they said okay we can groove now and started to emote in a different expressive manner that i don't think we've really seen from this band before and this is when my ears really perked up during this track i was like wow they are bringing it. They are bringing a groove that I was not anticipating on this album. Yes, I am for it.
0: We kind of left the last episode uh, like with uh, kind of like uh, this, kind of like here and there. You know, like there's some good tracks, but then it kind of nosedives, and then there's you know, and, and we kind of felt that way about like Van Halen too. He didn't give it really that great of a rank, um, but I feel like we're off kind of a, to a good start here. What about you, Joe? What do you think of this one?
2: Uh, I didn't have much of a feel for this song really actually at all. Um, I mean, yeah, I get the whole, like it had a groove to it and size just There wasn't any one thing in the song that just made me go like, Oh yeah, this is a good song. Just, I was like, okay, when's the next song? (laughs)
0: Um, yeah, this is something that got brought up on the Metallica, uh, episodes, which you can go check out in the archives, by the way. Um, that we said song flow can be pretty important that like, if you're really vibing on a song, the next song can seem, I don't know, more palatable to you? Or less. Or less. Like, if you really did not like a song and you go in the next song, a pretty okay song could then be like, wow, I don't like this, just because it came after a song that you really didn't like. Or, in this case, even for me, I don't think I like dirty movies anywhere near as much as Mean Street, but it kind of like the feel of the songs kind of flow into each other a little
2: bit. See, I'm, I'm kind of on the opposite take, like Mean Street for me, it was so good. And then like we said before, we've, we've talked about this starting albums out strong yeah. and then your expectations for the albums like way up here. And like, as soon as I started listening you know, <laughs> it, it just like, it just started to decline for me. I'm like, well, that, that's kind of a letdown because I just had that high expectation for the rest of the album all right "Eh," it kind of sucked me in a little bit i just was kind of disappointed with that track
0: all right well then we'll go ahead with the ranks uh joe what'd you give it then i i did a four man a four wow it jumped that back down for you
1: huh yeah wow all right how about you Nate? on a different planet of thinking when i ranked this song 7.5 bro this is a pretty cool track Nate, we are going to flip-flop and reverse it
0: <laughs> uh, from the last one. I, gave this, I just gave this a seven. I thought it was a bit uh, a step down, uh, but not maybe as far as what Joe thought it was. But, yeah, you know I what? Um, I definitely did not really – I didn't really dig the next one that much. Uh, <laughs> so the next <laughs> one is called Sinner Swing with, with, with an exclamation mark. And <sighs> What I got for this? He dropped an f bomb in this song.
2: Yeah, is yes. Holy that's crap. my lone
1: note. Um, because that's my only note too. <laughs> my note says "fucking." Did he say "fucking"? <laughs> he said "fucking."
2: Yeah. yeah. So the. <laughs> that's the funny thing is you don't you, you don't really listen to these like thinking about cussing or anything, but when he says it, you 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 know because you've never heard him. <laughs> It, stands, okay, okay, out. it yeah, stands out it
0: definitely really stands out it um the repeating group vocals get out and push get out and push it gave me flashbacks to lost control lost control lost control get out <laughs> and push get out and push <laughs> it, it, oh. it wasn't as bad as loss of bad. control it wasn't any that the, i I don't think this song is anywhere near as bad as that song uh, mm-hmm. but it gave me flashbacks and that's not necessarily
2: a good thing so I was seeing zero point five flashing everywhere.
0: No, nah, I mean the solo was rad though. He, again, guitar tone. Uh, you know, so the, you know, it, I I almost want to just say across the board, it, it, solos he brings in a, on this on this album. Like, there's a lot of really cool solos that he plays, mm-hmm. and I, I definitely have that written in uh, on for notes for other tracks that where where like it stands out to me a little bit more. But uh, for this one, I gave it a six point two five. What about Nate? I gave center swing a 5.75. 5. 7, 5. We're not that far <laughs> off there. How about you, Joe? 5.5 uh, 5
2: for me, bud.
1: 5.5. 5. The next one is hear about it later. No, I want to hear about it right now. We're talking about it right now. Yeah, right, no, we're, we're going to talk about late. it right now. Um, yeah. Phaser. Now?
0: Eddie Van Halen. Melan, was... Melancholy intro, too. Yeah, Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, like, this song instantly sucked me in with that, and I wasn't really quite expecting it. I mean, to come from, like, I kind of said, in my opinion, Mean Street and Dirty Movies. Mean Street was more uh, focused. Let's say it's focused. Maybe that's a good word. And then Dirty Movies is a little bit more showboaty. It's a little bit more stuff that we've said in the past that sometimes can hit or miss with us. And, And I thought it was all right. Center Swing, I don't know what we're doing here. And then, this like wow, this is a different kind of tone and feel. Eddie Van Halen found the phaser pedal, and he likes it. He likes it a lot mm-hmm. um, because he he uses it uh, in other places on this album. And uh, basic cowbell, a little basic cowbell action in here on this song. And um, I really feel like we, I'm not to sound like a broken record, but the guitar tone and now the phaser, it seems like Eddie and the band itself is moving into their 80s sound that they're going to kind of stay in for the entirety of this decade. Like we're going to hear more of that on the next album. We're going to hear more of it on the album after that for sure. And then to come. So um we'll start with Joe. Uh I want to hear about it now too. Tell me what you got to say.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you later. <clears throat> um, no, like I I didn't have much invested in this song. I mean I, I listened to it a few times, not as many as I did the rest of these. It's I for me it was very straightforward. It's very Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Um I I did I did like the um the chorus, everything, like the vocals and everything harmonizing with it. It it just for me it was just straight Van Halen. It's what I expected to hear, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Um
2: it wasn't too flashy, it wasn't it didn't really let me down, like, you know, uh, like the dirty movies or anything like that. Uh, pretty basic. Didn't have much else to say about it.
0: All right.
1: How about you, Nate? Uh, there are a couple things. First of all, I like the chorus quite a bit because it gives me old school, like, barbershop quartet vibes. Yeah. Like, singing in harmony. But there's that post-chorus, like, like bridge thing they do. Going into the bass cowbell solo, like yeah. it's like it's like a weird transition, but I it's like my favorite part in the whole song. Leading into the, the the embracing the ability to let the band take breaths. Not everybody has to be playing all the time, and that's yep. a beautiful thing when they do it the right way. Uh, I really really liked that about this song. I will say. I don't know. There's some parts of the verses, lyrically speaking, I'm not really a fan of how he sings it. Not really a fan of the just vocal lines. Uh, The solo, again, is a solid fucking effort from Eddie, but I don't think you're ever going to hear us go, oh, his solo was horse shit. He (laughs) writes good fucking solos because he's Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. It's it's, it's virtuosic because of his ability. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I will say the finding of the phaser for this song is the start of them using the phaser for the continuation of his career. Cause he didn't just find it and like it. He like was like, if I ever play and make any sounds out of my guitar, it must include the phaser somehow, some way.
0: Absolutely. All right. So Nate, what'd you give this one? Uh, 7.25, 7.25. What about you, Joe? Uh, six point five. Six point five. I gave it a 7.5. five. I dug it. It was all right, you know. A pretty uh uh. Th- for me, we we've only had one miss so far, kind of, it, it, and that was center swing. But up next, Unchained. Um, in fact, in fact, um, this was the second single and released in July of eighty one. Mean Streets was first no uh, the so this is love was was the first one what i know huh. i
1: know they holier than thou themselves <laughs>
0: <laughs> i guess so um go check out the black album rank them all in the archive hey. reference uh no okay so unchained this was a song that just like nate i knew i had heard before i have heard mm-hmm. on radio but when you're driving on a radio back in the day, you didn't have the little info thing on the thing to know what the song was called. I didn't always. I didn't think he was saying Unchained. I thought he was saying "change," and I hit the ground running. Change. I didn't know it was Unchained. I, I thought yep. it was changed, or or I, that's what I thought it was. So when it popped up, like I'm like, "Ooh, yeah, all right, this is." Oh, wait, that's on the next album. And then I instantly so unfortunately I didn't start this album by listening to track one mean streets. I started it by listening to unchained, then went to mean streets and then went into unchained again later. And, um, I think I low key as of this point, low key, high key. I'm not sure. This is my favorite Van Halen song that we've listened to so
1: far. Wow. That's high praise.
0: Uh, from running with the devil. Some of those covers that we've talked about, um, uh, you know, and all that shit that that that, you know, that they've done um you know, you know, yeah this song has it's it's crunchy it it, it, it I, he, it's got killer riffs more phaser the phaser's back in this one and the chorus the group vocals it's catchy mm-hmm. this is the one that I instantly put focused. The band, Dave, is focused. And we have said before about David Lee Roth, he's an entertainer more than a front man. He's out there to, you know, he he is a crowd pleaser in front of the crowd, flipping around, whipping around katanas. He's going to sing for you. He's going to dance. And you're going to get a show out of David Lee Roth. He may not be the best singer of all time, but God damn it, he's gonna—he's a damn good front man in, in that respect. Mm-hmm. Right. This song shows what he can do when he's not uh, hamming it up. You know, just like you've heard before in some of the other songs, Uh, it, you know, when, when he is focused. Damn it if he's not focused <laughs> in this song. Oh, yeah. There's only one part in this where he squeaks in just a little bit of the ham. You can do it just, just a little bit. Tell Miss how you do. And it's really weird. And the thing is, as we've been going around this list, we, we we've talked about how like running with the devil, it was like this weird, silly, serious song where like mm-hmm. he was able to weave in some of that, but it works. Uh, the whole song for Unchained is super focused. Until that one part, but that's kind of a breakdown part. Tell us how you do.
1: And no, like I absolutely love this song. So um,
0: I'll pass the baton to Nate. What would you think, man?
1: Unchained is one of the most quintessential, like that. Just in the intro, though, that's such an 80s riff and sound and vibe they're catching there. Uh, super catchy chorus that's ultra memorable you really stole my thing about not knowing but knowing the song because that's exactly the same kind of shit that happened to me but of course uh honestly the thing that i'm gonna just bring back and i'm not meaning to bring the drinking game back but this song is very angular it is very (laughs) Very angular and its build and the notes and the riffage and the crunchiness, like the. Ang- I'm gonna use a new word. It, we're using a new word for Van Halen. This song has angularity.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, so there's another. but p- I loved it. Oh dude, I love this song. So there's a, so like the the pre-chorus is catchy as fuck too. The mm-hmm. whole um, It's like uh, Thought you'd never miss me Till I got a fat city address It's like nonstop talker What a rocker Blue-eyed murderer In a five, yeah. size, yeah. size yeah. five yeah. dress Yeah, yeah And then it, Of course Yeah, then change Cause I, So yeah. I thought the song was called change Because it's the first third, And then the second word is Unchained Yeah And then of course In that whole uh, There's another part in that little like uh tell you how you uh, tell us how you do come on dave give me a break and then he's like all right one break coming up
2: love that Dude, that is the best this song, freaking part it is fucking kicks. perfect yes oh you, my god do you have anything to add joe like i mean just exactly what you're saying especially that breakdown like you know uh that whole well even with dave it up it's it's it was perfect i mean like we all get tired of the ha- dave hamming it up at times but this is like <clears throat> when i heard this song when i was a kid and i think this is like the first time i heard a uh, a singer like in the middle of a song like i don't know if you would call it breaking the fourth wall as far mm-hmm. as like because he's not singing he's literally talking to someone in the sound stage or whatever like you know, growing i didn't hear that kind of crap and it's he's interacting and joking around with somebody And then what you're talking about the one break coming up thing. And then... um, And then straight into that break and back into the song. I actually dug it from the get-go like we were talking about the intro. When Alex is coming in on that snare drum, just... You know, straight into it. I've always loved this song, man. Hell yeah. I really nerded out on this song.
0: Dude, so did I. I think I... I, I I don't want to just put the foot before the end of the episode here, but I think this might be the highest rated song from all of us on this album. Uh,
1: I'm willing to bet. What'd you give it, Joe? I gave it a nine, a nine. How about you, Nate? Not too fucking far off an 8.75. Nine, five from me. Damn, nice. bruv. I mean, I love the love that you're giving the song and it definitely deserves it.
0: Um, you know, this, no, this song is the is my second highest score since eruption, like since eruption. Eruption, of course, you guys talked me into the ten. I, not that I had to be really be you know, arm twisted into it. I wanted oh, to.
1: Yeah, I was pulling you with a fucking. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, well, well, I wanted the. I always wanted to give eruption a ten, but it was like uh, trying to be like. You know, I was trying to be that guy like I was back on. uh, I I felt like the odd man out on the Kill 'Em All episode with uh, with, when we did Anesthesia. And I'm like, oh, this is great. It's awesome. I only gave it this. (laughs) Uh, But no, uh, 9.5 from Unchained. Uh, But unfortunately,
1: uh, for me, Push has now come to shove.
0: Push has come to shove. That's the next Push comes to shove is the next song. And the rest of the album teeters off for me. Uh, I I, I don't want to be I don't want to end the episode on a downer by any means, but push comes to shove. What did I write in my notes? Uh, because note wise, I don't have a lot for this. Uh, I like I, I like the bass here. The bass had some really cool stuff that he was doing. Uh, really cool because. When you're when you listen to the first couple albums, it's not really intricate with some of the bass licks that he's doing. It's very basic, and uh, I, that's why maybe unfairly. Until that's the really cool thing about this project, getting to go hear uh, push comes to shove from from Van Halen uh, on this on like uh, hidden behind Unchained from unfair warning is just Michael Anthony getting getting to play something interesting on the bass. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of the times he's the guy up there that's just kind of hitting hitting the notes and singing along and it doesn't really seem like for like the bigger songs he's really doing a whole lot interesting but here that does kind of come out it's, it's slower but I'm not really digging the vocals sometimes kind of like you Nate with what you said earlier uh, sometimes I'm just like it's taking me out of it and then a drinking song if you're listening along good solo uh, but I really, coming after Unchained to, to Bush come to Shove really was not hitting it for me.
1: <clears throat> this is a time capsule song. Mm-hmm. Where they went, hey, what did like, y- okay, do you know what my first fucking thought was? Hmm. Wait, isn't this the theme song for Bully? Like when you're playing the Bully video game, there's that like, <laughs> doom, 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 doom. Doom, 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 yeah, like <laughs> the bass is going off. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, wait, this is in Bully, right? Like, what the shit's <laughs> happening? <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> and then I was like, I kind of really dig it, though, because it's got some nice parts, uh, clean guitar moments, interesting solo, but they also lose me. Push. Shut like this, like, and but the riff behind that part's cool as fuck. They should have just shut that other thing off because mm-hmm. the other thing I think is like, or s- something kind of like that. And it's it's cool, but like, it's, it's not as good with the push come to shove behind that. Mm-hmm. It just kills it for me. So, this is one of those songs had great potential,
2: terrible execution. What about you, Joe? I no, yeah, I agree with that full heartedly. I, I, I tried, and it's like what we've talked about before. You, I, I, I try to be objective. You know, like I listened to it full through like one time, mm-hmm. but then I'd be like, oh, I didn't like that at all. But then I force myself to kind of listen to it a few more times, thinking, okay, well, <clears throat> maybe it's like one of those. The more I listen to it, the more I'll find something I missed the first time. Um, it's like I didn't like it from the beginning. And I'm thinking, well. I've already kind of prejudged it. I've already known what I'm going to score it. <clears throat> but it's just one of those the more I listen to it, it all just, you know, it all stayed the same for me. It just I didn't it missed the mark for me, man.
0: All right. I gave this one a 5.5. 5. What about you, Joe? I have a 4.5. 4.5 and Nate all the point fives (laughs) right in a row so the next song was the first single so this is love
1: you're the first single
0: (laughs) no you're the first single i'm the tag team champions Uh, i'm the tag team champion we'll not do that shit um i don't have a lot (laughs) for the song i was surprised to learn that this was a single just like you said nate Uh, i had no idea I I I was like I only have two notes and it's something I've written before on all my other notes. <laughs> it has good guitar tone and a good solo. Hey. Um but I honestly for this being a single I don't have a lot to say about it. Nate, can you save this this part of the episode and talk about this song because I'm having trouble
1: and it's just, so so it, does, this it doesn't hit lot for lot. me. Well, okay, so as I go through it, I thought right off the bat it has a really clean intro, something mm-hmm. that's a little bit different. Yeah. With with a really fun thing where Dave is like kind of like talking into his lyrics and then he starts singing and that's right when Eddie kind of jumps into it and kind of gives it this like fun, I don't know. I ha- you have it's it's easy to get into the groove of this song, but I don't understand what they saw in this song that said hey Let's make this the first single. Like, listen to the chorus. It's like hoppy and stuff, but it's not, it doesn't have a hook that makes me say, what's the word I'm looking for? God damn it. That sells records. You know, like, I wouldn't have, I, honest to God, if I'm the record label, like, who who dropped acid that day in the office and was like, so this is Love or Change is our choice. Eh? So this is Love is the Winner. And everybody else was like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> such a dumb asshole. That's a terrible choice. He's like, I don't care. Fuck you guys. I quit. And then <clears throat> I'm Like, wait, what? You just made that decision. He's like, yeah, but you got to keep it because I said it. Ha-ha. You know, so I don't know, man. I, I think this song again, and I'm, I, I'm mimicking the exact same thing I said on the last song. Lots of good ideas. Uncomplete, incomplete potential that's just left on the table where they had, they like fucking had 18 ideas. They started slinging at the wall and this is love kind of splattered down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I like this a tad bit better than the other one, but
0: uh, after Unchained... I was a bit lost with these next for these two songs. Mm-hmm. And so I'll pass it over to Joe. Do you have anything to add for us? So this is love.
2: Well, uh, for me, I i mean, you know, first and foremost for me that stuck out was, was Alex's drums. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got that, he's got that shuffle feel going with the, the, the bass drum, you know? Um, I always, I've always liked that. Uh, like just this, this, that drivey feel that he can always pull off. I mean, it's nothing spectacular, you know, I've definitely had, a lot more songs that uh, that I've really liked. Like, but when I talked about "Out of Love" again, I gave that a high score just because of all the crap he can do. And he chooses a a, a drum solo. It's a one hit on the cymbal, one hit on the bass. You know. <clears throat> but this, yeah, it's like it's basic, but it's not over the top. It's but it's not amazing. It's mediocre. I, I didn't hate it, didn't love it. You know, I enjoyed it, but mediocre van halen yeah
1: he was the third brother that didn't make it as famous (laughs) (laughs) damn it we know eddie and alex but then there was also mediocre and he was just well his name (laughs) speaks for itself so
0: i don't know this has nothing to do with the song that we're on which is unfair but i as i was listening to joe and i was like you know looking at lyrics i i I closed the page for the for the prior song and, and and the unchained lyrics are here and it says other recordings did so did stone sour cover unchained what really and then great white or are they just also called unchained but 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 like not the same song. I'm afraid to click on it because I don't want to start playing music live on the podcast. That's kind of a, you know, hey, we can't actually play the songs here.
2: Well, that makes me wonder because uh, when we were talking about push push comes to show. (laughs) 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 Push comes to show. (laughs) brilliant. Brilliant. Very good job. Oh man, oh, that's great! But you remember, push comes to shove. Um, oh, who was it that had that? Uh, Jackal had a song that was called "Push Comes to Shove." Okay. So I wonder if it's like literally just another song that's titled "Unchained." After this
0: episode, I will listen to these, and then on the next episode, we'll fill you in. So find out the next episode. But in the meantime, back to the show. So this is love. Does anybody else have anything to say about This Is Love? We got distracted. That's how I, much I feel about this. I gave this song a six. I've, it's okay. Um, good tone, good solo. I thought it was pretty middle of the road. Nothing really stood out
1: for me. Nate, what'd you give this one, buddy? 6.5. Again, it's right in that same range as before where it's just middle of the road. Okay, what about you, Joe? Uh, six. Uh, Six right in there with me.
0: So the next song, out of nowhere, Eddie decides, I am into Synthwave. What? What? So this was the beginning of him messing around with synthesizers, which, spoiler alert, he's going to mess around again with later. And then all of a sudden make one of the biggest hit songs in the entirety of rock music with a synthesizer. Yep. And it starts with him making a funky little groove called Sunday Afternoon in the Park. I was very... uh, When I saw the name of this track and then it started... Have you ever, like heard a song that you really didn't feel like fit with the name
2: (laughs) exactly song yes
0: (laughs) this is the prime example i have this is a this is just an instrumental there's always an instrumental somewhere either a intro track or a lead-in and that's what this is um but i kind of dug it i'm a sucker for synth wave or you know i mean i'm the guy that pretty much when we were uh Thinking of redoing the JIC intro, it went, Nate, listen to this thing. This is kind of cool. This is different. I'm digging this shit, and Nate's like, I like it too, and now it's the intro. Uh it's true. So Although like, I wish
1: we would have heard this, because I would have been like, how do we make this the intro? No, J- like,
0: well, it's a little bit different when you go handling parent. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, no, I really dig some Synthwave stuff. What's really cool is to hear on uh, Spotify, I actually have a, a little playlist, to hear Synthwave covers. Of, in fact guess what there's a synthwave cover of a Hagar era Van Halen song wow that that Sammy actually went well done singing on this you went the opposite direction that I went in and it works huh. and I believe it was um it's on 5150 that's all I'll say for now so uh, look forward to talk about that when we get there. Uh, but
1: yeah, anybody else have anything to say about the synth wave? I thought it was cool. It definitely was different. It catches your eyes like, oh, shit, they've done something. We, pay attention. Like, this is happening. Pay mm-hmm. attention. And then you're like, oh, wow. Like, this is totally, fully, 100% different and i love mm-hmm. it and i'm about it and it, it got me hyped up again and and then you know this song gets a whole re-evaluation and there's a reason because i like it's almost as if he sat down to doodle and they just recorded the doodle and that's what ended up being the song you know and mm-hmm. they added some drums to it and shit yeah but then also i think that they're like Well, we also got this shitty song That we have left in the tank And we've got about one foot out the door on the album Anyways, might as well just Bury it after this cool thing So if the cool thing doesn't land This other (laughs) thing will get forgotten about Along with the synth thing And that's definitely what happens Except for it works counterculture Because I love the synth thing And I hate the thing after it Which affects everything We're going to talk about it I gave Sunday Afternoon a Park 7.75
0: All right And Joe
2: Uh, I gave it a seven I was kind of going along the lines with uh, What you were talking about With like the name doesn't fit the song Like Sunday afternoon in the park My first thought was uh, What's that? Queen uh, Lazing on a Sunday afternoon Whatever You know I'm thinking like Oh this is going to be like Fucking Full on Dave Vaudeville Like So Mm -hmm. I gave it a shot I'm like I think "Ah," Like whatever And then like Next thing you know, it's Vaughn, like every '80s '80s sci-fi movie track you've ever heard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Are, how many how many '80s flicks can you think of, just listening to that track? Exactly. You know, it, it's very '80s. Um, I know I I loved it. Like initially, the first like I had to listen to it. Like you know, like we talked about earlier today. <clears throat> At first, I wasn't crazy about it. And then the more I listen to it, I'm like, okay, no, I actually, it takes you back to all of this crap from the 80s and all these movies that I've watched. I'm like, okay, this I can totally picture scenes from every, (laughs) just a sci-fi-esque type movie listening to this. Um, No, I dig it. Yeah, seven for me. Seven. I gave it a seven
0: too. Um, I like synth stuff. And um, this teeters into stuff that I really like to listen with synth. Uh, but not quite. And Nate, you hit the nail on the head because it, it's an intro track for a song One Foot Out the Door and we're one foot out of the album. And I feel and like made they... made me want to jump out the window. <laughs> Ouch! Yeah.
1: But I no, just... No. I kind
0: of forgot... I think they forgot
1: to finish the song. I mean, that's just kind of what it seems like to me because well, I'm digging the put, sound of it. If you put One Foot Out the Door when you're trying to finish the song, it will remain unfinished. <laughs> Ouch. Exactly. Yeah but uh vocally, i vocally
2: I, mean just the the music is solid but vocally it's, it doesn't match it's just it's monotone
0: yeah as- it it doesn't match it doesn't go anywhere oh. you know it it's over before you know it and it's like an out it's like an outro to an album and if i remember correctly Please correct me if I'm wrong, but them fading out of this was kind of supposed to be the start of the next album was going to be one foot in, or it was going to be like the second half of this song. But we never got that because of the way that the next album went down.
2: They amputated the foot.
0: Yes, (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that's
2: that's a great way to put it. Shoota,
0: shoota. So, uh I don't dig this. That mm-hmm. I as I said, I really like the music, but I docked it a whole point. I gave it a 6. And uh Joe, you go next.
2: Um yeah, man, just like I said, the vocals, man, killed me. The the song w- was solid, but is like you said, it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. I just could not wait for this one to end. Um, I had to go down a little bit more than the point. I, I went, I went at five point five, so slightly more than the point.
0: Alrighty, and Nate, five point two five. I really did not like this song. And, and see, like coming into it, and that dropped your score down. Um, huh, wow! Wow!
1: My overall album score had okay. dropped. My lowest score.
0: It 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 dropped away from okay. Uh, I wanted to like this because of what preceded it and coming into it because it, it of course it, uh, being an intro track and then them keeping the synth wave into the song. Um, you you have my attention just like you said but then you don't go anywhere with it. Even if you intended for it, for it to be an outro of this one and the intro of the next, if you would have started the next album with it and I, I would have, it, it may not have affected my score because I would have been like, what, well, well, what's this? And then maybe when I get to the next one, I would have to reevaluate, but for that's sure. not the case. So no, I gave it a six. And so guys, that's it for the album. Fair warning. Um, as we said, this was definitely a fair warning. A mixed back for sure. I, I said that I said it to both of you at, at separate points because it was a little while before we were able to meet up and do this episode. That without going into detail uh, at that point, that the album starts up here and keeps kind of doing that, even, even, you know, despite it kind of having a little hiccup in the midway, and then it just kind of teeters off. But my average rank. Brando's average rank was a 6.91. And Nate's nice. average rank was a 6.91. <laughs> ah. Nate, that last score, you were at a 7 point something. And it dropped it down. Uh, not only is it that, but my full... My full R full, because it's an exact match yeah I think that's the first time that's ever happened in the yeah. entirety of us doing these ranks. All the Metallica ranks so far, all the Van Halen ranks. I don't know about uh, about the other one because uh, wink, wink. Not, not just, anyway. Um, is 6.91, six point nine one six 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 seven or something like that. Uh yeah. and it's the exact. It's a, yeah, somehow we did not give the exact same uh, ranks for any. Of the, the song. same two
1: songs, but we ended up in the same realm. Yeah. Uh, what did Joe, what was his overall rank?
0: Joe was at a 6.22222222. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: a little bit lower, but not nothing too crazy. Yeah,
0: just pressed two for a while. And uh, the average master album rank is a 6.68. So therefore... Okay. Where our standings are at right now. The this is the highest ranked album.
1: Hmm. Yes. Okay. Wow. Like yes. I mean, that actually, is not surprising though, only because it didn't have as many duds as the other albums had duds.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it it it's very interesting because the album that we collectively, even though we've talked about it and said we liked this one the least doesn't have the lowest average rank. So uh as of right now, fair warning is in the lead with six point six eight. Mm-hmm. Then it goes down to women and children first at a six point one seven. Yep. No, wait. I'm dumb. You're right. I know right. I'm I know I'm I'm not wrong, but I am dumb. I am not done. I uh please let me start over. <clears throat> I've I have corrected this issue mid episode, so thank you for everybody yelling at their computer screens and typing into their comment sections. This is not the highest ranked album. The first album is seven point one nine. My oh, bad. Which? That
1: makes more sense. That makes more sense.
0: Uh, so no, that, that for some reason I I I I read and crossed. I didn't scroll up high enough, is what it is. So no, uh, Van Halen won seven point one nine. Fair Warning, 6.68. Women and Children First, 6.17. And then Van Halen 2, 6.05. That's where we're at. We have two more albums of the Van Halen era with David Lee Roth. And, of course, he gets a little coda at the end of the discography. He gets to come back, right, at the very end. And that's honestly going to be my favorite part of it. Not only comparing Van Halen to Van Hagar with Sammy, um, but to see... Where we think of that last album in comparison to the earlier Dave albums, that's going to be very interesting to look at, guys. Absolutely. But if that's it, man, Nate, do you want to hit me with the hot tag and tell us where they can find the Rank 'em All podcast?
1: Man, you already know where you find Rank 'em All. You get us at Rank 'em All dot rocks, folks. It's so easy. Also, go to all the different podcasting platforms. Whether it's Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, CastBox, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, many others. Also, go to our YouTube, search rank all Podcast to visually watch our beautiful faces talk about this shit. And make sure to follow us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter feed, search rank all Podcast for those as well. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And also on Facebook, we throw some cool stuff up there as well, including preview clips, some cool like, uh, some polls about we ask you what your favorite song on the album is. So get some cool interaction as well as you'll find some full episodes only on Facebook. So if you're trolling Facebook and that's where you like to hang out, some of our stuff is over there as well. So be sure to go do that and check that out. Um, again, uh, Joe, thank you for joining us here on the episode, man. I think Joe. (laughs) He tipped. He fucking tipped, bro. (laughs) Oh, man. That is hilarious. He's just like deadpan looking straight. (laughs) And he he just. I'm looking over here at my screen, not looking at this. And I'm just waiting for him to talk. And I look over and he's like, no selling
1: it. (laughs) Oh, my
0: gosh. Well, um,.
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's gonna do it for rank all brando we should get out of here before more craziness <laughs> ensues we'll see you guys next time as we take our last fair warning and dive further down on the van halen discography uh,
0: absolutely and uh it is time for some change and we need to hit the ground running right out of here guys <laughs> have a good one later <laughs>